The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And good Thursday morning. Good Juve morning. And welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM 93.1 with yours truly, Neville James. Beautiful day in paradise. Had some morning showers. Island green and nice. Are we in the festive moves? The post-inaugural events are behind us. And... um. Now, it's about festival. Next three days. Right now, Juve. Taking place down in the West. Um, I think the food fair is at noon or one o'clock start. A uh, little bit later on this afternoon at the agriculture fairgrounds. They move it out to the West. Um, I think congestion is what they were. Um trying to avoid uh, because we've we normally the food fair is a Wednesday thing but this year it's a Thursday thing because Wednesday was still Wednesday was still on uh, in play with the Synchroy uh, inaugural event so what we do is we'll talk to Weather Channel uh, find out um, how uh, the weather's gonna be uh, over the weekend we got Ryan Chambers uh, joining us this morning happy new year sir how are you Hey, good morning. Happy New Year's. I am good. How are you? I'm good. Weather's weather's okay up here. It's nice. Yeah, I can see on the radar. You guys do have it pretty clear right now. But, um, overall, it has been pretty nasty. We've got a lot of rain over Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and we're still expecting it to continue today mm-hmm. with um chance of thunderstorms occurring as well. Wow. And how long do we anticipate this type of weather to be in play? Um, it's going to start to clear out by the end of today and get better tomorrow, but we are still in a wet pattern. But I, I believe yesterday was our worst day, so we're looking at a gradual improvement. Where'd your, which direction did your rain come from yesterday? Because we didn't get heavy rain over here on this side. So we've had like an east, the southeast flow, so mostly from that, those directions. That's where it's been coming from. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about our boaters and beachgoers? Yes. So we are expecting, like, across the local waters, the Atlantic waters, the, um, the winds are going to pick up, so seas are going to get pretty choppy. So we're going to have a small craft advisory out for those mariners. And for beachgoers, we actually do have a high-risk rip currents for St. Croix today. So... Beachgoers, they should watch out um, for strong breaking waves that could rip rip them out to sea. But just um, typical conditions for this time of year. We don't have any powerful swell swell in the water, so mostly just choppy conditions. Okay, okay, good. Anything else that uh, we should uh, be looking for? You said um, thunderstorms um, today, and they should be clearing out by this evening. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be um, they'll pick up 
throughout the day, but there will be a gradual improvement by tomorrow. Like I see on the radar right now, like there are a good amount of showers passing by St. Thomas and St. John, and we expect that trend to continue for the next day. What about um, Saturday and Sunday? It's it's going to get – the weather's going to start to improve, yet we do expect self-passing showers. Um, but clearer skies, definitely better weather on, on the weekend. So we're looking for a pretty good weekend then. Yeah, it should be nice. Thank you very much, Mr. Ryan Chambers. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. That's our Ryan Chambers from uh, Duncan, uh, San Juan. Apparently, Puerto Rico uh, took the brunt of a lot of rain uh, yesterday. Uh, oh, what then green? Then green. So it's my understanding that the balls, uh, both uh, St. Thomas uh, and St. Croix, went where it went very well, and everything went uh, pretty much according to plan. So we knock on wood. Good start for the administration. Now they get to decompress today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Saturday, uh, Sunday uh, is a preparation day for the legislature because Monday they will be swearing in the 35th legislature. So um, 68 years of uh, legislative rule beginning with the Organic Act of 1954. So that means we beginning in January of 55 through uh, 2022, we've had 68 years of uh, legislature. Uh, before that, we had a municipal council. And now the 35th. We're going to be completing 70 years of legislative uh, uh, rule, first branch rule, uh, at the end of the 35th legislature. We're coming to come, right? Of course, you know, we've been... Uh, uh, under um, elected gubernatorial rule for 52 years. And then in December, because we first elected our own governor in 1970. So starting in January of 71 until the end of last year. Um, that was our, what we wanted. But prior to that, you know, we had civilian governors who were appointed by the mainland. Uh, but that's no longer uh, the case. So, you know, I, I reached out to, to Rocky and uh, Ronnie to talk a little bit about the absolute craziness that's taking place up on uh, Capitol Hill. So, uh, we should be uh, engaging in some solid conversation, speculative. A lot of, lot of things are being revealed with respect to that. So, let me do some housekeeping here like we normally do, get out of the way. I don't send uh, one GMG to me, DJ ready for today. So, uh, looking forward to hearing that Alo Scudo. Then we're going to hear, I'm going to send a Queen Mary as well. Yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to go straight to that right now. And then we'll, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, you hear that there? And then, uh, 
Yeah, um, al oscuro. Jim Jenner, happy seven. Okay, you know we're there. 
in the season between today and tomorrow. And after that, we're going to, you know, temper it down a little bit. Because um, apparently in Puerto Rico, uh, they got a, a, a what, um, what, um, pardon, tell us, young Colón, uh, uh, Octavia or something like that. Eh? They got another eight days from um, after Three Kings Day. You know what I'm So, so uh, I just like how people have their culture, you know, and we need to uh, definitely uh, promote ours. Let me look at the COVID numbers um, from yesterday's um, uh, data posting at the Department of Health. Um, good sample, 82 um, people tested, 78 negative, 4 positive. So that's a 19 and a half uh, to one ratio. We definitely could live with that here. You know what I'm saying? Okay, anything under anything over 19 to 1 uh, is under 5%. So we could live with that. Two ones in Korea, two ones in Thomas. So we got 63 actives in the territory. 45 on St. Thomas, 15, 45 on St. Croix, 15 on St. Thomas, 3 in Love City, St. John. Okay? And we still have had 127 COVID-19 related fatalities here in the territory, which is 127, too, much, too many. But what they were saying back in 2020 when we were struggling when we had that August, that August um, wave, a lot of our elderly people in particular had been impacted and the hospitals were inundated with our uh, COVID-19 patients. Um, and they had crazy projections um, for us. They were even anywhere from 300 to 500 by the end of that year. Of course, they were wrong because they forget that half the population live on one island and another half live on two islands. So, we want to thank God for breaking it up like that and, and undermining their forecasting model. Okay? So, we go that Nationally, 16%. 64,087 cases on a daily. Hospitalizations now up to 46,534. Up 230. Up, up, excuse me, up 2,030 from the day from yesterday, right? ICU patients at 5,530, up 208 from the day before. Average deaths, 457, up from 310 on Wednesday, 317 on Tuesday. So in order for that average to move like daddy, like they're saying St. Thomas, right? Like daddy. Had to have a big number involved there. Because that's a rolling average. And they've been in the 300 range as late as the 28, which is a week ago yesterday. Right? 28 and 4, yeah, yeah, 7 days, yeah. A week ago from today was at uh, 29th, you know? And the number was at 345. Now the number's at 457. So we've had a bad week. Okay? So we'll keep an eye on that. NASDAQ uh, up um, 
two-thirds of a percent, 0.67. S&P up three-quarters of a percent at 0.75. Russell 2000 up 1.25%. The Dow was up four-tenths of a percent, 0.40. Up for the day, 133.40 points, closing at 33,269.77. of the 30... Blue chip stocks, saw gains. 24 up, 6 down. Biggest loser yesterday was Microsoft. At over 4.4% market share loss. So, we are, you know, the new year has started. The president uh, made his way down to Covington, Kentucky. I'm stamping grungs. Uh, when I head down to Keeneland and, and, uh, and all that stuff. Because, you know, Covington is... Uh, right across the river from Cincinnati. Matter of fact, the airport, right, is Northern Kentucky, uh, Cincinnati International Airport, CVG, because the actual airport itself is in Covington and Hebron, the Hebron area. Uh, the, the president was touting um, infrastructure legislation and joining him there, I saw Mitch McConnell and I also saw, uh, I believe it was uh, Sherrod Brown from Ohio as well. So they had a senator from Kentucky and a senator from Ohio at that location because that's the bridge that takes you from Cincinnati into northern Kentucky. That's well, how legislation and legislating is supposed to work for the people. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And that's that's a good thing. Now, what's taking place in the, in the House? That's an embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? And and there's something else that we found out yesterday that I'm looking forward to talking with um, the boys with because uh, this isn't just a um, Democrat-Republican thing traditionally, and in this case, infighting with the Republicans. There's also some, um, you know, regionalism taking place uh, with the Republicans. And we'll talk about that um, with the boys at the bottom of the hour. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. Bankofstcroix.com. I am Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Join the Virgin Islands Waste Management Authority as we aim to keep the Virgin Islands clean for the St. Croix Festival. Reflections of culture, music, mass, and revelry for Festival 2022-23. And do it responsibly by putting waste where it belongs in its designated receptacle. Now that's incredible and acceptable. And enjoy your St. Croix 70th Festival. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langford is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... Join on the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green... Morning edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. this um so DJ, let me get a um violators this is juve martin let me get a violators classic uh from back in the day that's we the player we need to um necessarily promoting the current music we don't we don't send the classic music for those who may be listening yeah that's the jungle that's tony soto yeah this was uh Big tune back in the day for violators. So we also get some Joe Paris and the hat shots that I found. And uh with Queen Mary coming as well. Right? So enjoy this uh this Juve classic from back in the day. Vio International. Like you is Tarzan, or you walk in land. 
Carnival in St. Thomas, but but they had don't know that um, they wouldn't have been given a fair shake over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this was either ninety six or ninety seven, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, this was ninety six or ninety seven. In ninety six, 
um the the road march was um Marilyn, right? Rainstorm. I think it's uh, uh, something storm. Might have been rainstorm or windstorm. Windstorm. Right? And then in ninety seven the road march in St. Thomas was uh Roadrunner. Uh and uh you know, jungle jungle would have done damage. Whatever man said no, we're gonna we're gonna hold on to it until uh the festival season that year there. And uh great music and uh, lead singer, uh Tony Soto for Minio, El Minio Soto son. Uh -huh. They actually uh back then we had a lot of young bands that were up and coming. We had generation. Um we had, uh, I think that's what Al Baptiste, that was his first, Al Baptiste Jr., that was his first band. That was out of Saint Farm. Then you had Enforcements. They were out of um, Mombiju. They are yeah, good. And I think they had actually morphed a little bit. Go check. So um, uh, Enforcements uh, had a nice song named Bunks. I asked my, my DJ uh, to line up that one. Um, so uh, at the appropriate time, not now, at the appropriate time, we'll... We'll tap in uh, to bunks. But, you know, we like our Kualbe music, yeah. Right? So, um, if you got a Queen Mary for Stanley, line up. We also tell her we got Joe Paris and the Hot Chat. I believe it's La Biga Carousel we got for Joe Paris and the Hot Chat. But we want to hear that Queen Mary. Because there's something about the, the flutes for Stanley during the um, Christmas season and the New Year's as we lean, lean towards Three Kings Day tomorrow. And the children's parade and all that stuff. So, um, if we could get uh, that Queen Mary uh, and, and Edgy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's crank it up so the people let them go enjoy the, enjoy this. Uh, Manny Frandel.
Queen Mary. Hmm? Where are you going to burn? Okay. Classic. Quilbe music from Stalin and Ten Sleepless Nights. You know, Queen Mary, she was one of originally three, and then they said four. You know, we had no um, Matilda, Agnes, and Mary, right? And then we found out there was a fourth, Susanna. I'll check. So, uh, anytime we could chuck in a little Quilbe music. Morning, Doc's cool, by the way. You know, we're going to do it. That's just how it is. Okay? So, like I said, um, it's the holiday season, and you know we are keeping an eye on a number of different things. A lot of uh, convening taking place locally and nationally. That's how America is set up. Uh, when you have an election in an even number year, in the odd number year, to start the odd number year, that's when um, the um, legislature, state legislatures, uh, governors who may have been elected, because some governors are elected like the Virgin Islands in uh, the midterm year for the presidency, presidential term. Uh, so that's the case. Ron, Ron DeSantis um, was re-elected. Um, in Florida, uh, Gavin Newsom was re-elected. Uh, in California, um, Kathy Hochul was re-elected in New York. Um I think his name is Evers. He was re-elected. Um, Governor Evers was re-elected in Wisconsin. Tim Waltz was re-elected in Minnesota. Um, so, you know, a lot of um, states have... Um, uh, Greg Abbott um, was elect, re-elected in, in Texas. Looks like it was not a change mandate at the gubernatorial level. And there was minimal change um, for the, the third, one-third of the Senate that, that was up for re-election. There was minimal change there as well. You did have uh, one seat that flipped because it was 50-50 um, with the vice president serving as the tiebreaker. But um, in, in Pennsylvania, Pat Toomey, he re, he retired um, from the Senate, and that opened up a seat for Fetterman and and Oz to go at it. And uh, Fetterman won. Toomey's a Republican, and that uh, free up a seat um, that that uh, was won by Democrats. So that flipped it to fifty-one forty-nine. Everyone else, uh, for the most part. Um, held their own, even though there was this belief that there would be significant change. Of course, you know, the country, um, like the rest of the world, um, was suffering uh, from uh, inflation, um, high cost of living and all that stuff. Um, but uh, cooler heads prevailed. And thank God, because look at um, the craziness that's taking place um, in the House of Representatives. Which brings me to the point that I wanted to make. We found out last night that the challenges, obstacles, hurdles that Kevin McCarthy 
uh, are facing isn't limited to it just being a personal thing that he has with a number of uh, different uh, Republican um, fellow Republican congressmen and women, because you know you're hearing Matt Getz um, and Lauren Boebert, they're talking the most um, about they could never vote for Kevin McCarthy and all that stuff. Um, the reality is Lauren Boebert is a follower. And we're finding out that one of the reasons why they have a problem with Kevin McCarthy is because he's from California. And there are those who believe that the the voice for the Republican Party, the face, should come from the South. And that's why Steve Scalise, who is a, a congressman from Louisiana and a big supporter of Kevin McCarthy, the members apparently don't have a problem with him being the speaker because he comes from Louisiana. So it's interesting how they don't have a problem with somebody who supports Kevin McCarthy blindly being the speaker, but they got a problem with McCarthy being the speaker. And they don't believe he's one of them. And that's what's going on. So, um... Racism ain't limited to black people. Right? In this case, um, you have some white people who don't like their own because of where they, where they, what part of the country they come from. And that's interesting. Yeah, they believe that the Republican Party really should be a, a southern-faced led party. And then they found... Um, uh, a black man from Florida and used him. His new name is Mr. 20. Okay, that's the amount of votes he'll get every time they had the election yesterday. 20. His name is Byron Donald. Okay. He got some issues with the Virgin Islands as well. Even though, you know, we are uh, predominantly black here in the territory. We're going to take a break, come back and talk about this some more. the Virgin Islands Waste Management Authority as we aim to keep the Virgin Islands clean for the St. Croix Festival. Reflections of culture, music, mass, and revelry for Festival 2022-23. And do it responsibly by putting waste where it belongs in its designated receptacle. Now that's incredible and acceptable. And enjoy your St. Croix 70th Festival. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. 
Create your future for free with free tuition plus at UVI. With free tuition plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. So we're back here and analyze this. And I was speaking about yesterday. What happened was on Tuesday, they had three votes. And uh, Kevin McCarthy was nominated. Jim Jordan was nominated. So you had two Republicans running against one uh, Democrat, Hakeem Jeffries. And Jeffries won all three of the votes on Tuesday. But he didn't get enough. He didn't get the 218. He only got 212 Democrats right now on the floor. 222 Republicans and one uh, Democrat who is who's deceased. Uh, so right now they're at 434. They're not fully uh, complimented, right? So now they moved to yesterday. Three more votes again. But in this instance, they nominate Byron Donalds, who is a, 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 a black um, congressman from Florida. And if you don't remember that name, back in November... He was one of the four um, House members who called for a WAPA inquiry, right? And he was joined by Glenn Grathman, Michael Cloud, and Bob Gibbs. And they were accusing um, Department of, they asked for the Department of HUD, right? Housing and Urban Development to investigate how the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority spent federal funds. The letter addressed to Ray Oliver Davis, HUD's Inspector General, and I'm reading this from the source, uh, St. Thomas source, suggests seven, uh, $75 million in grant money, <coughs> excuse me, meant to get new power generators online after the hurricanes of 2017 had been wasted. Quote, the procurement of these generators were announced more than two years ago and was slated to be fully operational in early 2022. Yet these units are still not operational. The letter reads, quoting a WAPA press release. Further, there doesn't appear to be an objective timeline of when these four generators will come online. There appears to be a woeful lack of preparation on the part of WAPA in addition to lack of oversight by the Department of Housing and Urban Development pertaining to the acquisition of these four generators, shockingly, there is no plan to correct these mistakes, close quote. The letter urges HUD 
to independently investigate this potential waste of taxpayer resources, close quote, and call the situation completely unacceptable, right? And the letter was released on Liberty Day, Volambred Day, and the afternoon public holiday, and, and official WAPA was not available for response. And the and delegate uh, to, to Congress, Stacey Plaskett, did not immediately respond to requests uh, for comment. Right? Now, this Byron Donalds, right? This is a classic case of people putting up black people to go after black people. And it's this is classic mainland GOP playbook. It's the same thing they did with Herschel Walker. When Raphael Warnock won the seat in the runoff election uh, back in 2021, the day before uh, the January 6th insurrection, he and John Ossoff won the two seats uh, that were up um, from, from Loeffler and David Perdue. Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. And the Democrats won both of those runoff seats back in January 2021. So the Republican Party's game plan well, let me, let, me, let me see if we could take out Warnock with one of their own. And that's why they put up Hosha Walker. Same thing they did yesterday. Well, before you get to yesterday, the same thing they did with, with this particular inquiry. They made sure that the four, the four senators, the four congressmen who signed on, on this letter included um, a black congressman from Florida who claimed he's a Tea Party um, <clears throat> member, congressman, and uh, yesterday, he was the one that they nominated to go after um, Kevin McCarthy from within the own Republican Party. So he has no problem being pawned, for the lack of a better term. Clearly, he has a lot of ambition, um, big on power, and that's the big issue that we have uh, with a lot of leaders in that uh, leading and being elected in and of itself gives you some power. But greed, greed is is some of them biggest issues, some of their biggest uh, problem. Wanting to flex. B, you ain't no speaker. Are you fooling yourself? Because you had three votes. And you got 20 votes all three times. In other words, that's all you were good for. You got... 222 Republicans on the floor now. You had one voting present. You had 201 voting for McCarthy, and you were good for 20. You know what I'm saying? They were using you. So he got into a back and forth with Cory Bush, who is a, a congresswoman, a black congresswoman from... Uh, um, Missouri, who pretty much you know, said that they were using him, and, and, uh, and he's a puppet, and they went back and forth. And then the guy who nominated him, I believe it was Scott Perry one time, tried to compare 
this dude to Frederick Douglass and claiming that the Republican Party was where black people were first uh, included in the political process, which is factually correct. Right? But that was back then in the 1860s, man. Way back when. Okay? Before before um, the Civil War. Okay? Frederick Douglass, the liberator. You know? It's a whole different ballgame now. The landscape has flipped, so to speak. And to see this dude get played like that and they want to come after us. And then it's my understanding that the Wartzillas, the same generators that you're talking about, are actually uh, online. So they write these letters. They use this brother to go after people of color. Make sure they use someone of color to go after people of color. And he fell for it. Now, there are words that, you know, we could use, but this is an NPR station. We're not going there. Now, we wouldn't go there if it wasn't an NPR station either. No, he fell for it. Yeah, he didn't want to be a part of it. He fell for it because, you know, he's he's that, that word. But, but we ain't going there. I'm sure y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't doing it. It's an NPR station. And it's embarrassing. Just like what's going on now is an embarrassment. And that's the, re- that's the reason why we- they didn't get the, 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 that's the reason why the red wave that they claim was going to happen never materialized because the people, uh, enough of the people saw what Hakeem Jeffries told us was in play long before January 3rd. Chaos, crisis, confusion, and craziness. Ringling brothers are back because the circus is in Washington, D.C. right now. Now they adjourned last night they're supposed to reconvene at 12 o'clock today. Some negotiations going on. This Congress, from a leadership standpoint, gone to hell in a handbasket. Ain't changing. I'm telling you. This thing gone up the river. Because regardless of who ends up being a speaker, they are going to be subjected to some of the the dumbest organizational and structural rules that anyone would want to lead the House of Representatives under. Um, you know, and, and that's sad. You know, the notion that you have body of 435 members and any five members could want to remove someone from the speaker's chair. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Doc School. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Neville and the people of the Virgin Islands. 
I told you guys someday I got a clung show up there, you know, and you <laughs> referring to it all the time. These guys are clung. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> These guys are clung. So oh, you could have a body and I want I want um sustainable leadership in a in a body, a large body like that, four hundred and thirty five members. Then you got another hundred in the Senate. That's how you get the five thirty five in total. Right? Mm-hmm. And 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 any five members could move to remove the speaker from the chair? No, they want they want one. Any one member could remove could rise up and and, and offer a motion? Offer a motion to remove the speaker from the chair. That's what they want. So he gave them he said five. Oh, so five was his compromise. Five was his compromise. Uh Larry and Bobbitt them want one. You could tell they don't know nothing about governance. Man, it ain't governance. They don't. They... Never we serve in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And I thank the people for giving me, and I'm sure for you for giving the opportunity. Without a doubt. You know we have some who want to be in power but don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be in the majority, right? But when it comes to go to pass the budget, going to finance, going to, they ain't want to be nothing, you know, but no. they want to be in the power. That's what happened up there. Yeah, man. They want yeah. to be in the committees. They want to be able to go and fax news and go back home and say we did this. And the problem is minority ruling. And you know, minority when, and, and, ruling. And you know when, when, when the tail wagging the dog, you know you got a problem. Big, big, big problem. Me, you know, um, uh, it's not a fan. Me and his fan, you know what I mean? But those guys are really out of order, man. And, and, then, and then what we find out now is some of them that he helped finance their campaign and get them to win, done voting against he? Yeah, man. Power corrupts absolutely. Power corrupts absolutely. You know that. And and the, the, the fact of there is, uh, I watched Lauren Bobbitt last night and uh, the, the last hour. Mm-hmm. And she was on, and then Michael Steele came on as a commentator, and he said some of the things that Lauren Bobert was talking about is the fact that the leadership, they don't trust the leadership. And you, you, you mentioned it a while ago about coming from the, you know, they want the leadership to come from the South. Yeah, man. The big yeah. State. But they don't trust the leadership because the leadership do not allow these guys to have a voice. They don't allow them to have a voice, and they want to have a voice. They want to be each and each congressman want to get up and say, "I don't like this and I don't like that." And that has been and, and uh, Michael Steele outlined that that's a vein that has been running to the Republican Party. You know, he was the chair of the Republican Party. Yeah, the RNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Governor of uh, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. And he said that vein has been running through there, and these uh, twenty senators—I mean, congressman, congressman, a woman—wants to put that forward. And these guys are the 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 carrying out the agenda of these uh, red states, as you as you mentioned, that they want to be in control. They want to be in control of the Republican Party, and they want to call the shots. And the leadership, people like Kevin McCarthy and those guys, don't want to give them that opportunity, and that's why but, they're but, but out. Have you ever heard these people when they're speaking? 
Of course, I mean, if you hear what can, can you blame you know a, a Kevin McCarthy and those, those other leaders after after hearing these these people talk on issues because none of their arguments are issue based. It's well, always based on personalities. Personalities. Lauren Lauren Bobot was in a um in a in a debate in her district against the Democrat, and they asked her maybe 12, 15 questions. 80% of her answers, she blamed Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. But that's, that's, the, way they, that's the way they deal. And, and they, showed, they showed this clip. And every time they asked a question, her answer was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi fault. That is how they, they get elected. They blame the Democrats. Because they're quote unquote conservative and they're far right, so that everything that happened in America is a Democrat. But they're right. not conservative. <laughs> you could you, you could see from their behavior they are radicals. Absolutely, they ain't conservatives. Uh, they fooling. They they they're getting uh, away. They're getting away with this notion that um, they're conservative. And another argument that they're making is not a dime more for Zelensky. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big. You know. Avenue of argument for them. We're gonna take a break. We take a break. Hold on a second. We take a break. We come back and wrap up this conversation. Uh, sort of give the people, you know, uh, a perspective of what's taking place from outside. We'll be back right after this. Views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants. And The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. 